Ah, yes, good morning. 12 minutes after 9. It's a Monday, folks. It's also March 6th. And, of course, the year 2023. This is a free-for-all edition of the Party Line. Liz is here. I'm here. And we're on the air. Well, it's a rather nice morning out there, even though the temperature's uh, still very, um, uh, what would you call it? Uh, it's still chilly outside. It is, despite 30, the sunshine. 36 degrees, but they say it's going to hit 71 today. So. We're really in the 70s today. Yeah, Good. well, that's what it says. That's what it says. Mostly sunny and 71 are high expected. And, um, well, this is funny. It says uh, 36 degrees feels like 36 (laughs) (laughs) wind at two miles per hour visibility 9.9 miles yada 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 anyway good morning folks welcome you had a good weekend yeah the my birthday weekend so that's right kind of just laid around honestly it was nice really oh yeah i just goofed off (laughs) yeah that's all right well, anyway, today is March 6th, and um, let's, let's do our typical free-for-all stuff. So, you know, historical events, let's do that first. And um, let's see. Now, I, I, you know, I always puzzle over the pronunciation of different things. But um, so the first event we have to mention that occurred on this date back in history, 1479 was the year. The Treaty of Alcacovas, I think that's how it is, and it says Portugal gives the Canary Islands to Castile in exchange for claims in West Africa. Anything on that? Um, <clears throat> looking at a, a wiki article on it now. Yeah. Um, you kind of covered it well okay (laughs) i'll accept that pretty simple to the point yeah Um, but in exchange for claims in west africa it always sounds kind of vague but anyway then we skip ahead almost 400 years to the year 1836 when on this date the battle of the alamo after 13 days of fighting And here they're not real sure, but between 1,500 and 3,000 Mexican soldiers overwhelmed the Texas defenders, killing 182 to 257 Texans, including William Travis, Jim Bowie, and Davy Crockett. I am related to one of the last standing Alamoers. Which would be? Isaac Johnson, I believe his name is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting to me that um, uh, these numbers are not very precise. Yeah, yeah. They say, uh, you know, somewhere between 1,500 and 3,000 Mexican soldiers. You know, it's either uh, one or two in that case, if we just boil it down. Right. Yeah. Um, Twice as many, possibly. And then even um, those that uh, were killed at the Alamo, 182-257. I think there was so much going on, it was hard to stop and uh, 
take record of people. I often wonder about today's uh, statistics when they say this many people died and so on. How do they... How do they really get that accurate? Yeah. Anyway, the Battle of uh, the Alamo, 1836. Okay, 1857, just a few years later, the Dred Scott decision, the U.S. Supreme Court rules Africans cannot be U.S. citizens. Whoa. What? Yeah. Wow. Um, I, this word, this name, Dred Scott decision, um, that's very familiar to me in my yeah. studies. So Dred Scott was an enslaved person um, who accompanied his owner, an army physician, to postings in free state and free territory of, uh, excuse me, there's a big gap in this article, free territory before returning to him, before returning him to the slave state, Missouri. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty sad. Right. Well, the Dred Scott decision basically said Africans cannot be Americans or U.S. citizens. That's that's so remarkable. Yeah. That at one point that was the case, and particularly with the the the. Um, current opinions of people Mm -hmm. and well all right Uh, let's move ahead and uh, this time only 30 30 years up we jump to the year 1899 when aspirin was patented oh patented I couldn't figure out what aspirin was all about right now yeah by 1899 uh, by Felix Hoffman and um, he did so at uh, what was then a German company, Bayer, B-A-Y-E-R, which we've all heard of, Bayer Aspirin, right? So, um, but uh, it was done in Germany, patented, 1899 on this date. Hmm. I guess, I mean, it makes sense that it's that old. It uses... um extracts from willow bark which have been used for for centuries as a pain reliever but i guess i wouldn't have guessed that it was that old okay now you've caught my attention is that something you just learned on your own along the over the years i had to uh re-google it because i couldn't think of exactly what sort of bark it was made out of but willow bark willow an extract so a willow from tree, willow right? bark yeah yeah so how how do you how do you milk a willow? Yeah, I guess. Um, well, I would assume the same process you would do to make any like herbal oil. Just hmm. a lot of uh, pressing and okay. dehydrating, I assume. Boiling and whatnot. Well, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, famous birthdays. Several to mention here. Casimir Pulaski. He was born on this date in the year 1747. He didn't have a real long life. He lived to 1779. Kashmir Pulaski. What, um, 
What do you got? Pulaski is credited in helping save Washington's life during the Battle of Brandywine on September 11th, 1777. And that was in uh, Pennsylvania. There's a little quote here. He encourages charge in his engagement, advert the disastrous defeat. I, I wonder if... Was he the first person to coin that expression? Charge! He could be. Interesting. I, I It appears that way, actually. But which president did he... Um, That'd be George Washington. Our very first. All right. Um, another name um, that did is quite familiar to me. Uh, we just had uh, Lou I Costello. thought we... I was just going to ask. Maybe Didn't we talk about Maybe it was a famous death or something. Well, this is... Uh, Anyway, they say Lou Costello, we talked about him recently, Three Stooges and so on. And um, But uh, even his solo work I liked. It's because he died on March 3rd, but uh, he was born on March 6th. I see. Well, in any case, he was born on this date in 1906. He died in 1959. Um Lou Costello, and and I think we talked about him just recently. So apparently, he was given a well. This is more about his death, but okay. he was given a treat on his deathbed, and his last words were, "This is simply the best ice cream soda I've ever tasted." Mm. How about that? Mm. All right, uh, two more famous birthdays to mention. The first is that of George Dayton. He was born in, on this date in 1857 and died in 1938. George Dayton. Uh, anything on him coming up? Um, let's see. George Dayton, George Draper, George Draper Dayton was an American businessman, philanthropist, and most famous for being founder of the department store Target. Ah, Okay. Well, he, um, as I said, born on uh, in 1857, died in 1938. And the last of the famous birthdays to mention today, and, and there's so many on any given day, but uh, we use a, an outfit here. Um, well, what's the name of it? Um, uh, onthisday.com. And uh, they select, uh, you know, only four or five each day. But uh, that would be that of M M Michelangelo. Yes. And, uh, of course, an artist, that one we know. Um, and, and his stuff still highly in demand today. He was born on this date in 1475, died in 1564. Michelangelo, um, one of my favorite artists for sure, uh, history-wise, uh, but he did the ceilings of the... Sistine? Sistine, thank you. The Sistine Chapel, uh, which I've always wanted to go see. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, I bet you'll get to do that one day. I sure hope so. It's so beautiful. In my future, there are some trips that I have um, kind of listed out. It's not a long list because I've I've done some traveling. But there are some places that I have not been to yeah. that I'd like to visit and uh, you know folks as you get older and you face more and more options for retirement and so on you think of these opportunities and um, so 
All right. Well, um, only two famous deaths are uh, uh, printed off here for us today. Um, one is that of Georgia O'Keeffe. And um, Georgia uh, was born in 1887, but died on this date in 1986. Now, that name rings a bell, but I can't think why. She was an American modernist artist. She was known for her paintings of enlarged flowers and New York skyscrapers, uh, and then also some landscapes of New Mexico as well. She's been called the mother of American modernism. Hmm. Um, the second famous death is that of Gottlieb um, Daimler, I think it is. Um, D-A-I-M-L-E-R. He was uh, born in 1834, but he died on this date in the year 1900. What was his thing? He was a pioneer of inter in internal combustion engines, internal combustion engines okay. and automotive development. Well, that's, that's a big deal. Okay, let's see here. You know who else died today? I know. Uh, well, I mean, he died like today, today, but the guitarist for Leonard Skinner, who I'm a big fan of, his name is Gary, Gary Ro Rosington. Okay, so you're saying in today's news. Yes, yes, yes. They announced that he had in died news. Uh, overnight or something like yes, that. Yes, at 71. Poor guy. Okay. Big, big Leonard Skinner fan. Well, he, that music act has done well over the years. That is true. Um, this, uh, this little blurb here caught my eye. Uh, they say that this fellow, Clarence Birdseye is his name. And we've even heard of um, frozen foods with that name, right? Yeah. Birdseye. Things like that. He was a Canadian, and he is evidently the first person to suggest that frozen food, um, that foods could be frozen and then used time later. Hmm. And, um, and he did it initially with fish. And um, out of that... It just became huge. Yeah. Right? And um, I don't know as it was... Uh, I guess they're saying that March 6th was his birthday, so that's why it was shown today's report. All right, what else do we have? Let's, um, let's talk a little bit about the news, I guess. Um... The, um, the storms that have hit the south. Um, you know, it's, it's been difficult uh, the last few days weather-wise in many different places. Um, these deadly southern storms, at least 12 people were killed after powerful storms hit the southern U.S. states um, southern U.S., rather, late last week, damaging homes and businesses across seven different states. Kentucky was hit particularly hard, 
leaving at least five people dead and 370,000 customers without power. Close to 40 million people in the U.S. were under a winter or wind alert over the weekend. Um, We shared some of that um, here in our territory with the wind gusts. Anyway, it goes on to say um, uh, 370,000 customers were without power. Close to 40 million people were under uh, some sort of watch over the weekend or alert, uh, with more heavy snow expected in the northern parts of both coasts. Well, the storms left many areas at risk from downed power lines and fallen trees, with some areas seeing wind gusts reaching up to 75 miles per hour. Um, You know, Friday night, OU hosted its last uh, home game of the season, and they won nicely. Um, And it was fun to attend. But uh, uh, going into that game, it was so windy, and um, there was an unusual number of people who fell. Oh, really? Um, I mean... Like walking back to their cars? Or to the game. Oh, yeah. Both. And um, the, um, what do you call it, the medical EMS people were were busy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a company, I think it's called Best that uh, OU hires to help with security and everything at uh, the sporting events. And um, th- they, they were very active trying to help different people that oh. had fallen or whatever, right? And uh, on a couple occasions, I heard doors slam shut. Wow. I didn't even inside the combo. I didn't even notice how windy it was last night. Yeah, no, this was Friday night. Oh, that was Friday. Yeah. Well, the storms left um, many areas at risk from these uh, down power lines and fallen trees. And I forgot to silence my phone. Forgive me, folks. Let me see if I can do it right now. I can't, but anyway. Um, And we already mentioned close to 40 million people in the U.S. were under a winter or wind alert over the weekend. Um, Now, this same system had previously dumped 10 feet of snow in parts of California, trapping dozens in their homes and leading state officials to declare um, a state of emergency in 13 different California counties. Wow. Um, I tried to reach Paul over the weekend to just see if um, he was affected. Um, he lives in the Irvine area and was unable to get through. Oh, wow. So what about China? What's going on there? The top Chinese legislature began its annual session yesterday with President um, uh, Jinping looking to restore public and economic confidence as the country fully reopens from strict COVID-19 measures over the past three years. China's aggressive zero-COVID approach 
which included lockdowns of entire cities, travel restrictions, and many more things, became increasingly unpopular, culminating in rare public protests, particularly last December. A surge in COVID-19-related deaths followed an abrupt pivot to end the restrictions by January. uh, Separately, analysts say the measures were largely responsible for the country's 3% gross domestic product growth in 2022, which is its second lowest in more than four decades. So officials have set a goal of 5% growth for this year of 2023. Um, The 3,000-person strong legislature is composed of hand-picked candidates and largely serves to promote the policies of, um, um, it's Z, it's it's XI, but how do they say that? Z? Z, I would assume. I think so. Uh, and the ruling Communist Party. So, troubling. And uh, there's another story that I have somewhere in my stack here that is related to this uh, COVID in China and all of that. We'll find it soon. Um, Iran, Iran, however you choose to pronounce it. Um, there's been school poisonings there. Think of that. The number of girls' schools across Iran expected to have been targeted by a series of mysterious poisonings has surpassed at least the count of 50. Wow. Um, Officials acknowledged that yesterday. The figure, which is up from around 30 in the middle of last week, reflects the growing scope of the attacks. Potential cases have been reported in two-thirds of the counties, I'm sorry, the country's provinces. Hundreds of individual cases have been reported, the, ma- the vast majority of which were in female students. In some cases, witnesses have reported canisters containing some type of harmful gas being left at or around schools and subsequently being opened by students. Blood samples from victims have been inconclusive and some have suggested a psychological component to the reports. Well, the attacks have raised fears, of course, that Iranian school girls are being specifically targeted for their support in anti-government protests, which have roiled Iran since September. Uh, Let's see here. Um... Federal Hawking, the uh, only uh, high school basketball program still in action. I think I said that accurately. Headed to their next level of competition 
And uh, we'll be having those games live here on our stations, of course, with Carl Blaylock, right? That's right. Um, and forgive me, I can't think of when that next date is, but uh, and Carl's in the building. I just don't know where. Um, let's see here. United Nations members re- reach an agreement on treaty protecting marine biodiversity in ocean areas lying outside each country's boundary waters. This has been something that has been in the works for two decades, 20 years. But it appears that after all of that, they may have actually reached um, a conclusion, if you will. It's really amazing that something would coast along that long. Let's see, the earliest evidence of human horse riding was discovered near the Black Sea in burial mounds linked to the ancient Yamnaya culture, Hmm. dating back to 4,500 to 5,000 years ago. Think of that. That's awesome. I love that. Let's see. There's a new machine learning algorithm. I got that right the third time. That detects signs of Alzheimer's in patients using commonly collected brain images. The technique may provide a route to earlier diagnosis before symptoms onset. That would be terrific. Um, let's see here. What else do we have? President Biden visited um, Selma, Alabama. You say Selma? Yeah. Okay. On what was the 58th anniversary of Bloody Sunday. That's right. Bloody Sunday? where demonstrators were assaulted by police as they marched, a key moment in the civil rights movement. Very important. Former President Donald Trump wins annual straw poll at Conservative Political Action Conference this weekend, receiving 62% of the vote. What's the straw poll? It's it's an event that takes place. That's all I can tell you. Huh. you. You can Google it if you want. Um, they do go on to say Ron DeSantis, also a Republican, received 20%. But um, the former president, 62%. And uh, I guess there's been some rumors about the former um Maryland governor, Larry Hogan, uh, that he too might run, but he has now um, announced that he is not going to run for president. Um, So this conservative political action conference. um, Did you find anything about that? It's just given me the same info you did, assuming that I already know what what the straw poll is for. I believe it is something that's done uh, in advance of each presidential election. Um, 
I don't think it's done annually, but more in in reference to the every four years presidential election. Yeah, but what's the point of it, I'm wondering? The straw poll. You're trying to see who might be the most likely person to be nominated to represent the party. Oh, I see. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. I I think I said it right. (laughs) Um... At least 35 people were arrested after protesters clashed with police at a police training center, which is under development outside Atlanta. That's right. They're uh, cutting down a whole lot of really important wildlife land for that. And um, I guess there's videos showing the demonstrators throwing rocks and firecrackers and things like that. Well, let's see here. What else do we have? Oh, there's um this this sounds interesting. Here's a report that I I didn't print it off, but I, I think I would be interested in it. The world's best cities for creatives. Oh. That sounds intriguing. Yes, it does. Um I'll try to find that for tomorrow. <laughs> okay. In search of the best snowplow names. Interesting. Why Oddly do we specific. care? <laughs> um, okay. Um, let's see. The Ancient Horror of Humpback Whales. Ah, I've been doing a lot of research on humpback whales really? recently. Really? Okay, crazy so animals. share share what you've uh, a couple things you've learned. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. No coffee this morning. Um, well, they are not only massive, but they, you know, they have their own languages and they, you know, talk to specific whales in different manners. They sleep in herds, which I find really interesting. And uh, I mean, they're just really cool animals that we don't know a lot about but we are trying now more than ever to learn about them uh they're very very intelligent sperm whales are even crazier though but i won't go too off the rails well um let's turn our attention to the new york times the morning report by the way it's nine forty-two and a half right now And this is Monday, March 6th, and of course the year is 2023. Um, The New York Times is reporting that Asian American voters, like Latinos, have shifted toward the Republican Party since the year 2018. Um, Why? Um, the Chinatown area of Sun Park, I'm sorry, Sunset Park in Brooklyn, in New York, was long a Democratic stronghold. The party's candidates would often receive more than 70% of the vote there. Last year, however, the neighborhood underwent a political transformation. Lee Zeldin, 
the Republican nominee for governor, managed to win Setset Park's Chinatown, receiving more votes than Governor Kathy Hochul. Um, the shift is part of a national story. In the past two elections, that being 2020 and most recently 2022, Asian Americans have moved toward the right, according to election returns and exit polls. Democrats still won Asian voters by a wide margin in last year's midterms, but less than in the recent past. Um, okay, well, uh, what kind of shift are we talking about? That's um, in, in 2016. 18% of Asian Americans um, voted Republican. Hmm. In, that was 2016. In 2020, 30%. Wow. It went from 18 to 30. And last year, 2022, it was up to 32%. Interesting. In Texas, the governor, Greg Abbott, the Republican incumbent, beat Beto O'Rourke among Asian voters 52% to 46%. And Texas House Republic Republicans also did well. That's according to polls by the Asian American Legal Defense and Education Fund. In statewide races in Florida and Georgia, the Republican candidates received at least one-third of the vote, substantially more than in previous elections. Well, the New York Times has just published a series of maps and charts focusing on New York City neighborhoods where the most eligible voters are of Asian descent, including Sunset Park, Flushing, in Manhattan's Chinatown. Um, the writer says that he was told that he um, um, I was trying to rework this but I'll just read it straight as it is. So Jason who's a, a, a New York Times reporter told the writer of this report that he had started thinking about this subject after his father, who rarely talks about politics, said he had voted for Zeldin. Later, Jason saw a post-election map of New York and was shocked to see that some of the Chinatown neighborhoods where he grew up were colored red. Well, let's, let's uh, check a few other points here. Republican campaigns have recently increased their outreach to Asian voters, while Democratic candidates have grown complacent. Next point. Education issues hurt Democrats. 
Asian voters have been unhappy with proposals to change the rules for magnets high schools like Stuyvesant uh, um, that admit children based on test scores. Many students at those schools come from lower-income Asian families. Yet another point, and perhaps most important, the Republicans' anti-crime message resonated following increases in both citywide crime and anti-Asian violence. Lester Chang, a military veteran and a new Republican member of the New York State Assembly, said that the overwhelming reason he won a Brooklyn district beating a Democratic incumbent who had held the field for 36 years was crime. Still another point. Asian Americans are politically diverse. The most heavily Democratic groups include those of Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, I've never seen that word like that, and Arab descent. The least Democratic group is Vietnamese Americans, followed by Korean, Cambodian, and Filipino Americans. Interesting. Well, nationally, the right word drift of Asian voters is connected to a new class divide in American politics. The Democratic Party, especially its liberal wing, has increasingly come to reflect the views of college-educated professionals. This development has had some benefits for Democrats, helping them with more suburban voters and flip Arizona and Georgia in recent elections. To a growing number of working-class voters, however, the newly upscale version of the party has become less appealing, right? The trend has long been evident among white working-class voters, and many liberal analysts have claimed that it mostly reflects racial bigotry. But recent developments have weakened, have weakened that argument. Class appears to be an important factor as well. Since 2018, more Asian and Latino voters have supported Republicans and these voters appear to be disappropriately, disproportionately, let me try that one more time, and these voters appear to be disproportionately working class. Well, the Pew Research Center has conducted a detailed analysis of the electorate and categorized about 8% of voters as belonging to the progressive left. The group spans all races, but it is disproportionately, here we go again, <laughs> disproportionately white there you go. and upper income. True, a large number of Democrats, including many black voters, are more moderate, but the progressive left has an outsized impact partly because of its strong presence in institutions 
with less access to political megaphones like advocacy groups, universities, media organizations, and guess what? Even Hollywood. Yeah. All right. What about COVID? Does it have an effect? The shift of Asian and Latino voters has coincided with a period when the progressive left has become bolder and shaped the Democrats' national image. The shift has also coincided with the pandemic and its aftermath. I could go on, but folks, um, I think we've covered this pretty well. Um, but if you'd like to read more, I invite you to go to uh, the New York Times website and you can see even more detail. Um, let's see here. Updates. War in the Ukraine. Hundreds of Ukrainian troops joined the fight to repel Russian forces who were close to taking the city of Bakhmut. I think that is now questionable whether they'll be able to do it. Another item, there are many ways to kill and be killed on the front lines. And um, there's a story about uh, the old-fashioned trench-type warfare. That's right. And uh, once again, in the New York Times, you can catch up on how horrific that is. Moving along, South Korea is filling a weapons shortage by arming Ukraine's allies, but not Ukraine itself, to try to provoke, uh, rather to try to avoid provoking Russia. So South Korean trying to help Ukraine, but indirectly. What about politics? Immigration, gun rights, education, Florida lawmakers are advancing Governor Ron DeSantis' agenda, helping him in a potential 2024 presidential run. We'll just see how it turns out. President Biden, President Biden said voting rights were still under assault in a speech that he gave in Selma, Alabama. Um, what else did he say? Balancing the federal budget without limiting defense, Medicare, or Social Security spending would require brutal cuts to the government. One more point. A Tennessee law prohibiting adult cabaret has raised uncertainty about drag events. Well, are there other big stories? The drag thing's pretty huge. I mean, the drag. There, I mean, they've they've yeah. completely banned using the word in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's pretty crazy war on, on drag right now. Yeah. Um, pretty dangerous. I remember stuff. a couple of years ago there was a drag show put on at the. Um, oh, um, the Dairy Barn. Yeah. Here in Athens, mm -hmm. and. Uh, we went to it, and uh, there was actually one or two people in it that we knew. Yeah, and um, it was uh, it was showbiz. It's fun. I some people think so, some not. Of course, I mean any any entertainment, some like and some don't. Right. If you don't like it, don't 
<laughs> don't, don't go. <laughs> anyway, um, but other big stories in the news that are not political and stuff <laughs> like that. So here's a blurb. It says, the little things that run the world. Insects, like bees and butterflies, are not considered wildlife in many states, making it difficult for officials to protect them. That's right. It's very important to protect them, too. Another item. South Korea will set up a fund to pay citizens who were forced to work for Japanese companies during the World War II, hoping to resolve a dispute between the countries. Hmm. Well, while I'm glad it's happening, why did it take so long? Yeah, for real. A new treatment could help fix the heart's forgotten valve. Okay, I'm not sure I know much about this story. What's the forgotten valve? I didn't know there was a forgotten valve. Let me, let me do some Googling. Yeah, and while you do, I'll keep moving. A Pennsylvania woman who is now 83, who disappeared more than 30 years ago, was found alive in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I hope she had a good time. I hope so, too. Oh, here's a little bit of something. About, um, about the, forgot the for forgotten okay. valve. What is that? Tricuspid, T-R-I-C-U-S-P-I-D. Uh, the, development, the developments come after years of uh, inattention to the tricuspid problem. The valve was long known about and then also forgotten making it the forgotten valve how do we kind of forget about that uh, cardiologists had assumed that if they fix the problems on the left side of the heart uh like a leaky mitral or something valve uh that the other valve the one we're talking about would fix itself their assumption has been wrong so we kind of just assumed it's a it's a self-healing valve I have to ask my gal Suzanne about it because, yeah. you know, she was a nurse for so many years oh. and a lead nurse. Um, and she knows all that health stuff very well. All right, so let's see here. I guess the last thing I can mention, because we're running out of time, it's uh, 9.58 in 10 seconds right now. Um, homelessness is increasing again in the United States. Mm -hmm. That is distressing um, to me um, that our nation can't come up with additional ways to help that disappear. Locally, we have some very fine organizations that focus on that. Yeah. Um, but uh, could the government do more? Um, it's crazy. We have more vacant houses in America. Could we America. as neighbors do more? I don't know what, what I'm saying exactly, but I just hate the idea that people are suffering in America because they don't have a place to live. And we've seen where some people bed down in a, um, a little forest and build a campsite and stuff like that. Very, you know, 
If they like it, okay. But if it's because they have no other choice, that's an entirely different matter. You can help by giving to your local food banks. Um, and there's lots of meal programs going on that need volunteers as well. Okay. Folks, uh, we'll have free-for-alls uh, tomorrow and on Thursday and Friday. But on Wednesday, the State Highway Patrol is joining us. Three of their principal folks coming in, and we'll see them there. In our 70s.